1: You'll find anywhere.
2: All right, gentlemen, listen, let's get into it. A lot of news, uh, a lot of stuff we got to talk about today. Uh, There's been a lot of portal talk, a lot of portal news, starting with uh, some of, if you missed the morning drop. need to go back and check it out. I talked about some of the guys who have hit the portal for us. Cam Riley, the linebacker, as well as Donovan Kaufman, who played the star slash safety position. Uh, Definitely want to check that out. We can kind of talk about that amongst uh, Mike G. B. Will. But let's talk about uh, a portal pickup that we had. Uh, Former Them, in case you guys are wondering, uh, Them is... What it means, them. I, we we don't say their name. Uh, <laughs> former them cornerback transfer Antonio Kite, uh, six foot one, 182 pounds, defensive back, former four-star out of Aniston, Alabama. He is a red, he is a red shirt sophomore this year who will reunite with Charles Kelly, who actually recruited him to them, and will have three years of eligibility remaining. He is set to enroll for spring practice. Uh, per 247 Sports, he was a top 250 player in the 2022 class and was the number 10 athlete overall and the number 11th ranked recruit in the state of Alabama. Hasn't played a whole lot, uh, but I'm curious to know you guys' thoughts about what does this mean for spring ball as you have guys like him, Keontae Scott, uh, you have other guys like J.D. Rim, Kian Lee, uh, even J.C. Hart. Uh, going to be competing and battling out for the cornerback position. How do we feel about that position group
3: picking up this guy from Alabama uh, for Uh, them? Well, (laughs) you you can't start this conversation without mentioning the fire sale that's going on at Alabama football right now. (laughs) The portal is Everything must go. (laughs) 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 Everything must go. Uh, And so uh, we've been saying it for a long time on this show, fellas, that Players commit to coaches over programs. Alabama fans are coming to the realization that uh, this was the university of Nick Saban for a long time, since 2007. It has been. (laughs) And now it's got to be the University of Alabama uh, for a little bit until they establish a new identity under their new coach. And, you know, kids are opting out of that. Antonio Kite is coming to Auburn. I think this is a great pickup. Um, Look, Nick Saban talked about how, like, whenever they had, like, he's like, you guys just think we crap another player. I'm, I'm using the word crap for the uh, sensors here. But. New
2: year, yeah, new Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not what he said. But, like,
3: you know, he wanted to emphasize the fact that, look, man, good players are hard to come by. They worked very hard to recruit these guys. And this is a great pickup for Auburn. I think that they they needed – they were good defenses, but they were not a deep defense. And going out and getting a, a guy like this who has a chance to go through the spring is is a great opportunity uh, uh, for uh, Charles Kelly. And, and I think we still have one more co-defensive coordinator that's going to come in there and, you know, coach this thing with him. But, like, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great pickup for them. They've been recruiting at a high level. I don't think it's a stretch to think that he's going to be an important piece moving forward and that he has a chance to contribute. I, lo- I love the pickup. I think it's great.
2: Ike, be will jump in. Do you see this guy as a potential starter uh, going into fall, or just seeing him getting or competing heavily for one of those starting spots in the spring?
0: I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know nothing about the young man because I don't follow nobody else's recruiting, so I don't know. He could be amazing. Bama fans are sad that he's
3: gone, so that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw there was a lot of negative reaction on social media, Ike. To to kites sleeping, but again, they could be just extra sensitive to everything. Everything that's so so's leaving, like the janitor's leaving, they're, they're overreacting right now. It's a lot of, a lot of sensitivity uh, in Tuscaloosa. Uh,
2: a lot of the a lot of the Bama fans Discover that the players are just as bandwagon as they are.
3: <laughs> right? Uh, it's, yeah, that, it's it's like it's Oregon Trail bandwagon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rough out there when you're not used to you know. Um, not having listen when the the greatest coach that's ever graced a football sideline is in your facility for over a decade, it's that's that's a difficult life to adjust to. Like I don't know what else to say, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're gonna get used to life without him, and we'll see how sweet it is.
2: Yeah, be will is here. Be will your thoughts, man. Before we move on to the move on to the the OC news running slash running back news. What what are your thoughts, sir?
1: <laughs> Everything's great. It's so great. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I got a very good friend of mine. I follow him on Twitter. He follows me. You got course. a friend? You got a friend? Talk, okay. um, I'm all not all my friends are from him. Alabama, so they're all Alabama fans, all fans. So, mm-hmm. um <laughs> He said... As soon as whoever it was that left first, I think it was Bond, he said, well, we got this guy and this guy, and in nib black, not black, whatever his name is, and so-and-so. I think we'll be good. So a few hours later, not black hits the portal. And then he like recalibrates, well, you know, we got so-and-so coming back, Kite gonna step up, yeah, I think we're gonna be good. And then Kite hits the portal. <laughs> and earlier that day, he was like, me talk when all these players are hitting the portal, best of luck. He said, me if, if mm-hmm. uh, Proctor hits the portal. And then it was like a very negative reaction pick. And that was like eight hours ago, and then an hour after he Downs. That.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, Caden Proctor. Yeah, Proctor hit the portal. Then oh, Caleb Downs goodness. hit the portal. Yeah. Man,
3: listen. Uh, be, be, be real quick. Uh, uh, no, Noted Twitter <sighs> Bama, Bama fan Courtney McKinney tweeted, oh, my Hay, Hayes Fawcett is single handedly ruining my life. It was great. It was <laughs> the great. graphic dude, <laughs> <It was great. laughs> like so and so is transferring. He's like, yo, I'm going to mute Hayes here in a second. Well, it's it's right. awesome, man. It's just awesome. It's not, I'm, it I'm ain't Hayes' right. fault.
0: All you doing is making the graphics. He ain't making them transfer.
2: That's you definitely shooting
1: the message. The
0: <laughs> uh, uh, sour
2: grapes
1: over the well. Now something's wrong with football, and we need to fix this port. But
0: shut.
3: Oh, oh, it's
1: been oh, like people been getting their lunch aid for four years. You just now feeling the effects. Welcome to the party. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to
3: the party. I, I would say this. I talked to Ike about this before we started recording earlier today. There is in the in a couple of group chats I'm in, there it, it is almost comical to listen to Bama fans talk about how the system is broken oh, and yeah. how they need to <laughs> reopen the portal yeah. for other teams. We, so we they didn't they get can enough time fixed. We didn't get enough time to go get guys because yeah, the portal, right. we were
0: still playing. so No, no, we, you know, no. And then all, all of our players left, so we should have additional time and they should open the portal back up so other people can come to Bama.
3: I would like to submit to the jury, Ike, that they had a chance to do this earlier in the process than they did. What they did was they gambled that if they announced Saban's retirement after the portal closed that guys would not have enough time to transfer and get into spring ball, and that they would at least stick out the spring with this new coach, and he would get a chance a whole semester to try to re recruit them. Wrong. It backfired. <laughs> it I was.
0: mean, but that's not even how the portal works. You get thirty days after he leaves to right. do. Like, if you wanted to do that, they should have waited until after spring. Right. But do you, you still, you're, you are going to be screwed no matter what. No, what? Yeah. No, yeah. Matter, no matter what. what. Yeah, yeah. Nick you, Saban you don't you just owe nobody
1: nothing. He gave yeah. you six championships, a run unlike anything anybody's ever seen. He didn't owe you better timing. He didn't this owe is, you a heads up. That's the game. This guy. is mm-hmm.
2: what happens when you no longer have the cheat code. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is what happens. the University
1: of Nick Saban is yeah, <laughs> no
2: longer close there close business <laughs> Dave Chappelle voice it burns
3: then <laughs> <name. laughs> <laughs> all right
2: listen guys let's talk about auburn real quick let's 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 get back to auburn and discussing the offensive staff the offensive mm. staff is complete um and it, as what people have alleged to be for quite some time uh Ken Austin has been promoted to QB's coach. He will be on, he's promoted to being an on the field staff. Uh, He's no longer an analyst. He will be the QB's coach. Uh, Derek Nix joins the staff as running backs coach slash OC and Hugh Freeze as expected and as reported will take over play calling duties. So let's take a look at Derek Nix, uh, Here's some stats from him um, from Ole Miss, been at Ole Miss from 08 to 2023. Um, he was in 2023, he was associate head coach slash wide receiver uh, from 20 uh, to 22. He was the assistant coach, basically assistant uh, head coach slash wide receivers coach. Uh, he was the running backs coach for a little bit over a decade uh, from 08 to 19, coached alongside Hugh Freeze, or coached with Hugh Freeze when he was there. And I think when Hugh Freeze was there during his first stint as, I don't know, was an assistant or analyst of some sort, they, they worked together then. So this would be their third time actually working together. Uh, he also coached at Southern Miss. Exactly this is exactly where he got his first start. He was a, a defensive grad assistant uh, in 2003, and became running backs coach for the next two seasons at Southern Miss. Uh, his recruiter; he's known pretty much respected as a recruiter. Gained a lot of four stars. Too many to name here, but the main five stars you see here that are listed below: Jerry and uh, Jerry and Ely, Tony Connor. Some, how do you pronounce that name? Perkins. Mr. Perkins. Yep. There go. you go. He's a five star. He's uh, a five star. This guy is known as a pretty respectable recruiter. I want to ask you guys this. With the changes that occurred in the offseason to this offensive staff, now the dust settles and this is who we got. OC, Hugh Freeze calling plays, Kent Austin coaching QBs. Did Hugh Freeze improve this offensive staff over the prior year's staff?
3: Mm.
0: Yes, I'll say it. it. It is an improved staff because – um. I don't think that you lost a ton in your recruiting efforts with Derek Nix coming in. And I think you get more synergy around what Coach Hugh Freeze wants to do with his offense. So that equals a better staff. Like most of the offensive issues last year had to do with just people not being on the same page with what the philosophy was going to be. And so I don't think that there's a person on this staff that hasn't worked with Coach Hugh Freeze before now. So everybody should be aligned on what we want to get done and how we want to accomplish those things on the offense. There's no reason why there should be a drop off from a recruiting standpoint uh, for offensive play call, I mean, from offensive uh, personnel. So yes, I feel like this is a better staff than last year's staff for this head coach.
3: I'm going to agree with Ike. And my reasoning will be just based on one thing you said, Ike, and that's that if it's what Hugh Freeze's vision of offense is, then it's an automatic upgrade. Um, I, the tug of war is part of what made last year's offense not good. So you know he cut his cloth as a play caller. If he's getting back to doing that, and then everybody has to get aligned with that vision, I, I, based on the numbers, there's nowhere for it to go but up. I I, I just right. think it's I think it's going to be better. I, you came here. I think Everybody wanted to see Hugh Freeze's offense. That's what they wanted to see. And so you make this change at OC. You bring in a guy who's going to be aligned with the vision. And, and I assume that this alignment is going to uh, involve him being actively involved in every game plan going into every game. <laughs> and that isn't an important. So from that aspect, I, I agree with Ike, you know, adding some context. That this is definitely gonna be an improved staff. I and I also agree with Ike in that I don't think there's a huge drop off, if any at all, uh, in terms of recruiting from Lack to Knicks. Okay. But both great recruiters, both amazing recruiters. But like yeah, I I don't think you, you lose a ton there.
2: Yeah, I, I mean again, I, I don't I don't think there's fall I agree with you. I don't think there's much of a fall off from a recruiting standpoint in this guy. Yeah. If any. Again, this guy has worked with Hugh Freeze. And yeah. so Hugh Freeze, you already know what Hugh Freeze expects from a recruiting standpoint of his staff members. So for him to go get this guy, he tried to get him last year. I think that's important to note. So yeah. this tells you how much Hugh Freeze really wanted this guy. Uh, so for him to finally get him, I don't expect much of a drop-off, if any, in recruiting. B. Will, your thoughts on terms of this staff, Nick's as a recruiter. What are, your, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, to— What has already been mentioned, yes, when you get somebody in-house who understands exactly what you want to do and is ready to execute your vision as head coach, we can go back and forth about whether or not Hugh Freeze's uh, plan for offense is the best one. But the thing that I can be assured of is that I'm not going to know if what he's doing is going to work unless he actually has the chance to do it. Do exactly what you want to do, not some... Handcuffed version because this guy doesn't really understand your scheme. So he's got to learn it as a coach. So he's like telling you, but he's like, man, we really should be running it this way. Not that anything like that's happened, but I've been middle management before. And they're like, all right, y'all, we about to start this new protocol. And all my my people are like, why are we doing this? It's stupid. I know it's stupid, but we got to do it because the people upstairs want us to do it. Now, I am also a dissenter. I am a natural born dissenter. So I will do that. However, in a football team? You can't have that. Like it's You can't philosophically have people under you going, oh, well, let's do it this way. And again, I'm not saying that that happened, but what I'm saying is everybody down the ladder needs to be on the exact same page about what is about to happen. Hugh Freeze wasn't even on the same page with the guy he gave the responsibility to call the plays to. So I, he got rid of the people that we assume, all right, you didn't see eye to eye. Philosophically, there was something different. You got to get those people out. You got to get your people in. I didn't I had never heard of Derek Nix before this hiring. And then I'm looking at his resume, like, oh. And then I'm realizing he was there under Freeze. and said, oh. I didn't realize that Lane Kiffin came in and kept a lot of people, but apparently he kept enough people. And there's some people there who were still familiar with and loyal to Hugh Freeze, and he got them, Thornton and Nix uh-huh. specifically. Listen, man, build the house in the image with the vision that you imagine the house should be built in. And then we can at least start to judge fairly how good a job you've done uh, as far as, you know, the promises you made with improving the team and improving the offense. But I think this is a positive step just for that reason alone. Now, whether or not it's going to result, listen, Caddy kept us stacked with running backs. Stacked. We have not wanted for talent at the running back position. I can't even think of a miss at running back that we've had. Like, honestly, I... I still think Sean Jackson could go somewhere and start <laughs> in the conference. Since we've Caddy had, got here. we've had some misses, but we've also had gets. So it's
2: it's not like those misses were felt. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Caddy did a good job there uh, from from a recruiting overall a recruiting standpoint. Let yeah. let us let's, let's get into this, guys, since because you're already heading that direction. B. So let's let's go ahead and pose the question. All right. Now that Hugh Freeze has his guys in there who understands what he wants to do. What do you guys foresee the identity of this offense being moving forward?
3: Mm, uh I would say this, right? Like it's still highly dependent on what direction they decide to go at quarterback and who steps up there. Mm. Uh we've got some segments dropping uh in the next week or so that, that that deal with this particular issue with, you know, where does Auburn go at quarterback? Um the bowl game created you know, some stuff, right? Like Hank Hank Brown coming in and playing the way he did. Payne Thorne maybe not playing the way that they wanted him to. After I add, they literally endorsed him for 2024. You know, uh, Holden Gurner having a disappointing showing. I think in it, although limited time, I want to add that copy Right, limited time in a game that was kind of getting out of control. But look man Hank Brown went into that same game and you just got to call it what it is you know he went out there and he played and he went 7 for 9 what was it Ike for like 180 yards or something like that Yes I don't, I don't yeah, know Yeah right, standard, yeah it was yeah. You know, it was it was a decent stat it was enough to turn heads Yeah So I think it, I think it just depends on where they go at quarterback and if you have a quarterback that can execute the version of this offense is more consistent with what Hugh Freeze has done in the past. What is that? That's 400 to 450 attempts a season. Payne Thorne had 238, I believe. So they're a long way from a number standpoint, from doing what Hugh Freeze is accustomed to doing. What can they do this spring to help move, help Auburn move the needle in that direction? We'll we'll have to see. Uh,
2: Let's uh,
3: Ike, your thoughts, Ike, your thoughts on, on, on the,
2: what you foresee the identity beginning to take shape in twenty twenty four?
0: I mean, I expect Coach Hugh Freeze to do exactly what he said he was going to do, which is get back into what he cut his teeth on, what made him the the offensive guy that people respected around the country, mm-hmm. and that is RPO and up tempo. We didn't see that a lot last year. We didn't see a lot of RPO. We didn't see a lot of tempo. I expect that to be back in full force this season, mm. and um. They're, they're going to be back up in the tops in the country in, you know, plays per game and all that kind of thing. Like, I expect to see it next season because um, there's no reason not to. Again, you've hired a staff that should be, you know, for yeah. lack of better words, made in your image. All right, cool. Well, let's roll with it. We're going to see what it works like. Yeah. We're going to do what you are adept at doing.
2: He did make yeah. some concerns about. In year one, being mindful of depth on defense and concerns about that, do you think that slows him down any
3: from doing that full throttle? I I think they're trying to address that through the portal, right? Like this offseason, the depth piece, right? Getting Keontae Scott to come back. Um, You know, uh, who was it? Cam Riley technically is in Mm -hmm. the portal uh, right now. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. But they have some guys who are really good on defense. He had the one— They were were as good as anybody in the country in my book. You know, maybe some stand to improve at linebacker. Uh, You know, I talked about this earlier this week. Uh, At linebacker, you've got some stars coming in. Demarcus Riddick has fallen down, I think, with all the hype around the offensive guys. He quietly might be one of the best recruits in this class, if not the best. I know Cam Coleman is a stud, hands down. But Demarcus Riddick has a chance to step in here and be good from year one. Uh, I think he's that talented. Been so, hearing good things about him already. Right. Oh man, dude! I I just I I said this a month ago, and I'm um, you know, saying it again now. You know, on defense in this class, I, I would bet the house on Demarcus Riddick. Hmm. So you know, uh, Barber is also coming in too. Game saving tackle in the state championship. On another four-star quarterback was KJ Lacy. It's uh, going out to Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of smart football players coming on that side of the ball that should allow Charles Charles Kelly and those guys to hit the ground running in terms of the concepts that they want to put in. So. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what it looks like, but you know, you get these guys in the spring, man, and it's amazing. You know, we love strength and conditioning. They're going to get the catch. They get, get the whole semester to catch up. They're going to, they're going to be in the playbook and you start molding these guys in the image of the type of defense that you're going to want to play. And Auburn will continue to be dangerous on that side of the ball. Uh, what will be the role since we're talking identity of offense? Um, I'm going to get
2: you guys a chime in. I'm going to start with you, B. running backs. Now that Hugh Freeze has everybody in, in on, on staff under Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss with Derek Nix as his running backs coach, mm. our, uh, Ole Miss did not have a thousand yard rusher. Right. Mm. They utilized the running backs very differently at Ole Miss, which is a little different from how Auburn has traditionally utilized running backs. Do we need, even with the talent we have, should we temper our expectations in terms of? the stat sheet from our running backs moving forward in this offense? Oh, that's a
1: great question. Well, once we get to the point where quarterback, offensive line, and wide receiver is up to snuff, up to Hugh Freeze's standard, then I think yes. Clearly, there was an emphasis on running the ball this past season, but the raw eye test and common sense told you he doesn't trust the quarterback situation, so he's leaning on the run more than he has in previously in his career. Now, once Hugh Freeze actually gets the exact talent and the exact level of of production or at least competency that he wants out of those positions, then I think running, running back probably loses some emphasis here at Auburn. And that's not been what Auburn has been. I mean, we've been a, a running back school since forever. Um, this would be the first time where running back is not just the most important or at least not the most consistently important excellent position on our offense that this will be the first time if we indeed do go that direction but for this coming up year I think there's a chance we involve the running back just as much because obviously QB1 at the end of the season wasn't QB1 necessarily after the ball game so that's a question mark you got two guys behind him who don't really have that much of a feel for the game yet it seems like running back is your your most sure thing and run blocking is probably an easier sell at this point in the game for the offensive line than pass blocking just based on last year as well with who's coming back. So I think we're going to see a, con- a slight continuation of productive running backs, and then it's going to start to tr- trail off once we get the passing game going.
3: Uh, guys, thoughts on this? B said it uh, essentially, right? Like you don't, if you don't have what you need at quarterback, uh, it's going to necessitate leaning on another part of the offense to make sure that you're moving that you're winning games and that you're competing right so uh it, you know it, it's tbd um, and when you look back uh in 2016 i believe it was uh old miss didn't have a top 50 rusher in the country like not a guy in the top 50 of rushing in the whole country uh you know go back to 2015 uh, same thing, like you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going here trying to find the guy. Ole Miss He's top the QB, top fifty the QB, rushing.
2: The QB was a part of the running game. Yeah, right. yeah, right.
3: and it was almost like a committee approach with the running backs. After mm. that, the only caveat I would add is is that I think that Hugh Freeze will be consistently working with much better running backs than he has been in the past. Right. So knowing that you've upgraded the talent to that position, maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable leaning on those positions. And and one of the things that's important for a coach, it's, it's important to evolve as the game evolves. Sure. Right. So, you know, is there a, a reborn Hugh Freeze that believes a little bit more in the run than he has in the past? I, I think that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, let's have a petty party real
2: quick, gentlemen. Mm. Ike. I can be. Be lit up like a I, both of y'all lighting up. Let's have a petty party. Mm-hmm. Kiffin was in his feels. fields. <laughs> <Yeah, he was. laughs> mm-hmm. Kiffin.
3: Yeah.
2: How you feeling, guys? What are your thoughts about old, old Lane? Lane took some L's this this this
0: month. Um, yeah, lost his starting running back and um his uh wide receiver slash running back coach uh, that's been at the school for like 16 years. Um, Listen, man, Mike and I actually talked about this as well earlier. I disagree with Mike about Lane trying to shoot the guy a solid. Like, Contracts are contracts. Lane Kiffin tweeting something doesn't change contract language. So if it's in the contract, they have to hold him accountable to that. And Lane Kiffin, I'm gonna let everybody know. Like, I don't care what you think about the contract, Lane. Shut up and go coach a football team, man. Nobody care. Like, (laughs) I I don't care what Lane Kiffin's opinion is on the Derek Knicks contract. I think it is more petty than it is helpful for him to jump out there and do this. It feels like somebody's bitter baby mama sitting there being like "Where well, ah, you was a baby was, mama drama he, you, to a baby he might mama. be texting you but he laid ah. up with me right now with the whole picture ah. that's that's that is what it feels like from Lane Kiffin right now it's like bro like <laughs> just <Let's> go
3: <laughs> he might be your man but he's tasting this yeah like come on man
0: like what are we doing out here man what are we doing how old are you my guy how old are you
3: yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to change my whole stance Just based on that whole analogy That's fucking amazing I, <laughs> I just don't understand thought we was doing it for the
1: sensors, Mike, what
3: happened? I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, it was too funny It was too funny It was too funny You know that wasn't going to last I'm going to abandon my whole belief system Just based on that amazing analogy So, I don't know, man I'm not,
0: I'm not with it Like, there, there's a high road And I don't think that Lane Kiffin Has ever had that on his GPS So
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. No. All I'll say, all, all I have to add to this before B goes is that this is peak Lane <laughs> Kiffin. He is consistently this guy. Uh, he's yeah. going to be this guy. Yeah, yeah like yeah. So that's, this is fair. This is like, I, I don't think anybody should be surprised that he did this. This no. is just who he is, right? Like, my understanding, though, from the people I've talked to, is that him and Nix have a really good relationship. He understands how. Y'all, you know, lane moves, and and so, like I said, if he doesn't feel slighted by it, then I'm, you know I'm not I'm not really. Yeah, certain. if Derek so, Nix doesn't feel any way about it, yeah, I don't. But yeah, at the I same don't. time, yeah. I I still think he's Lane for doing it. Yeah, 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 right. Like if, if, if I'm not trying to change anybody's opinion of Lane. No, you, you, you not know, right. yeah, right, yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah, try, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think
2: like yeah, it's part for the course for him. Yeah. My question to Lane is, did you comb your hair today? B, what are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, you know, Lane, I have a theory. My theory is that. I think Lane thought that Saban had another year or two in him, and he was Mm -hmm. gearing up to create this, we got to go for it now year at Ole Miss, to have this, we're going to be in the SEC championship game or win the SEC championship game, make a run in the playoff, and then he would come out of that, Saban would retire, and he could say, well, Ole Miss, I got you somewhere you've never been peace out, I'm taking the Bama job, which is why I think he's been increasingly more childish since another coach side of Bama. He was like, I was trying to be an adult so I could get that job, but screw it now. It's just, it's just over. I didn't get it. Nah, I'm stuck here. I'm losing coaches. I'm losing players, which is why we see the reaction. I think Lane wanted that job. And maybe he would have had a shot. Uh, Kal- what's Kalen DeBoer, he has pretty much gotten this, this look off of this one year. Yeah. He made it to the national championship game. He won his conference. He went undefeated. One excellent year has given him this opportunity at Bama. It's not that he couldn't have been an excellent coach otherwise, but an undefeated year and a natty birth is proof. Especially following the record that he's had leading up to this point, I think Lane was trying to put something like that together and get the nod. But sorry, Lane, it's all right, buddy. You'll be um, all
2: right. No, it's it's. Uh, listen, Greg McElroy was like, it ain't happening. <laughs> i don't
1: think i don't think he really had that shot because they are at least he's, said it was never
2: happened yeah, I, I,
3: I respect i respect greg too right? yeah, like, Greg I, was like yeah. it ain't happening so yeah, sure.